Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb, where the topics are relevant and serve with truth, transparency, and some much needed realness. It's a real gospel gumbo, if you please. Here's your host, Brad Webb. Hey guys, we want to welcome you back today for another episode of Real Talk, and uh, we are still walking through the pages of our topic on being relevant, and today I'm excited to have as my guest, Miss Nita. Miss Nita, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, thank you so much for being here today. You want to give a shout out to our audience out there? Well, good morning. How is everyone this morning? I'm just grateful to be here. I'm just elated that I was asked to do this podcast. Yeah, I was uh, praying about who would be next and I saw you leading a Bible study yesterday and I began to think about all that you do and uh, I thought, man, there's there's my next person right there. Uh, Bree's over here saying, high five, you're right. So uh, in that context, we want to kind of jump right in. And I, if you've missed some of the previous episodes of this, I just want to key it back up for us. And what it means, we're on the subject of relevancy. And so in that context, we are talking about relevant to be to be relevant and what does it mean to be relevant today um hopelessness seems to abound so much and one of the reasons it is abounding um like a tidal wave is because so many people are lack relevancy and that word relevant literally means to matter i mean if you want to summarize it in one short sentence to be relevant means to matter. And it, it, when you take that context and you apply it to the hopelessness in the situation where so many people are, um, you begin to realize so many people feel like they don't matter. Yet there's people who are a lot of times are surrounded by everything, yet they still feel like, wow, they're not relevant. You know, when you think about the context of that, so many people think relevancy comes from things, but it really doesn't because things cannot satisfy you can enjoy them and the benefits that they may bring you or uh, let you appreciate. But when you really start talking about mattering, it's like, what gets me up in the morning? That was the subject y'all hit me with yesterday at your lunch uh, discussion was what wakes you up in the morning? You know, if you're not relevant and you're going to struggle getting up, if you feel like you don't matter, you're going to struggle getting up. And um, to be relevant means that, man, you are, you are facing, the, you are facing tomorrow and you have an agenda and you know, that not only do you matter to yourself, but you matter to your family. Not only do you matter to your family, but you matter to other people that are in your sphere of influence. In that context, I just want to jump in with Ms. Nita because, uh, man, you just uh, have amazed me. And uh, God's brought you to the Family of Grace Church. And, uh, man, tell us just a little bit how you got here to Family of Grace. Oh, God, it was a story. <laughs> I was at a church that I had been in for over 30 years. And my daughter, my eldest daughter, she came and she said, Mom, somebody invited me to church. You need to come go. I said, nope, I'm not going. I'm not going. It was a struggle. So she got my sister to start coming to the Family of Grace. And they would come back over Sunday lunch and say, well, look, we did this and we did that. I said, quit telling me all that. We've been in church all our lives at this same church. I'm not going. So they kept saying, you know, you got to come, you got to come. So finally, I said, let me go see what they're doing over there, that they come back with such enthusiasm. So I came, I went, I said, okay. It was nice. I like to preach. I can't get with those songs, but, you know, I like the preaching. <laughs> you know? So I said, uh-uh, I'm not going back. But something just drew me back because of the, the people 
was just so inviting. They came, they, they greeted me like, you know, that they knew me for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I began to work, no strings attached, no nothing. And I volunteered to do the nursery. I'm like, okay, background check and whatever. But they trusted me with their kids. They trusted me with all kinds of things at the church, different activities. And I just began to work because that's just a part of me. I've been in church all my life, you know, baptized 11 years old. My grandfather was a minister. Uh, My uncle was a minister. We always went to church. So that's my thing of working in the church and working for people and working with people. And Family Grace just embraced me. And I was just sitting there one Sunday and looked like I prayed about it. And I asked God, you know, what do you want me to do? Which way do you want me to go? You know, I know I've been here, but so just because I've been there in this place, that's not uh, Mm -hmm. saying that that's where God wants me to be at, you know, and it's a season. Mm-hmm. And so when I came on over here, something just picked me up and pushed me up to the altar. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I did. I just love it here. And I love the people. And I love working for God. And I just love working. You know, I think that's one of the things, too, that's such a huge difference in the life of Family of Grace Church um, is because we have such a heart to meet people where they are. And you were already doing that. And I think one of the things that really drew you was that we were doing some of the things that were similar to what you were doing. And maybe that a lot of times in the church, uh, you were doing it in the name of Jesus, but it's like to get a church to really buy into that dream and that vision and to make that happen. And so, uh, man, I'm still learning every day what, what it is that you do, uh, (laughs) man, you are the queen of the queen bees. (laughs) And uh, tell us about that. Tell us about Queen Bees and how that started and, man, what what God's doing in your life through that. Oh, God is really moving in, in that ministry. Um, Queen Bees started off over uh, three years ago, which we did not have a name of Queen Bees. But I was going through a struggle in my life with my mother and father. Both had passed away in the same year. I got married. Um, my husband, after a year of marriage, he had a stroke. You know, so I was going through things like that of taking care of him. And I had a friend, her friend had passed away. I had another friend, her daughter had just passed away with cancer. It was just so many things going on. And like I say, I've always wanted to work with kids and uh, seniors. So we were all going through some struggles. And to get them away from their struggles and me away from my thoughts of every day of, you know, being a caretaker, I began to work with these ladies and taking them riding to different places, you know, just to get your mind off of things. And other people started joining in. So I, my previous pastor, I'd asked him, I say, you know, the Lord put on my heart to um, do some lunches and give to the seniors, uh, pass out to the seniors. I say, I'm doing this on my own. I don't need anything from the church. So I'm going to start off with 20 seniors. If I get the 20 names of the seniors and I'll uh, pay for it and give them lunch once a month. And all I need to do is the church just to let me be there to, you know, use the van to to, um, deliver them. So uh, he agreed to that and I started doing that. And other ladies started seeing what I was doing and they decided they wanted to come join in with that. So after I left that church, um, I began to cook out my house. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing now. And other people start joining in. So we start visiting um, 
the nursing homes, the hospitals, and you know, mm-hmm. taking flowers, balloons, cords, or whatever to um, uh, start feeding the homeless, and it's just start getting bigger and bigger. So we prayed on a place that we could have the um, the seniors to come and give them a fellowship, because a lot, you know, just never know. A lot of seniors these days they don't have a place to go out to uh, mm-hmm. fellowship with other seniors <laughs> and stuff. So we prayed on that and got connected with the um, city of Alexandria, and um, we are using the Martin Center for a place to have okay. a senior lunch. We do a devotion. Each month we have a different speaker coming in and talk to them, play games with them, and, you know, do things. And they really enjoy it. So yeah. you uh, you started ministering to the seniors, providing them lunch and that stuff. And then yesterday you were delivering pizza at the at elementary school. school, correct? Right. The, wow, that's a that's a broad spectrum right <laughs> there from senior adults to the little kids. So. Yes, and we have I, clothes giveaways for the kids and different things, you know, through the years. We find anywhere there's a need, the Queen Bees wanna, are there. I want to go back and I want to touch base on something you mentioned earlier because you said in the midst of my – this may not have been the word you used, but I think it's what you were saying. In the midst of your hardship, in the midst of your time of difficulty, um, probably really in the midst of some grieving, oh, yeah. you know, with what you were going through with Claude and the stroke. And um, in the midst of all of that, you began to want to serve others. And that's where it all started. Because in each and every one of us, there is this natural, innate design that God puts in us that we are happy. We're happiest when we're blessing other people. Right. And so tell me what began to transpire, not with the Queen Bees, but with Nita, when you went from really focusing kind of just on yourself and your circumstances every day to now I'm focusing on other people and I'm not just giving to people that are directly connected to me, but really aren't connected to you at all. Well, take me through that just a little bit. And what started transpiring in your life emotionally and in in that aspect during that short season of transition? Well, uh, a lot of people saying you have a lot on your plate. You do a lot of things. How do you rest? But I feel like, to me, when I'm helping others, as God wants us to do, I mean, I get a piece in that. Mm-hmm. That is something that I love doing. I love helping children. I love helping adults. But And it takes my mind off of what what I'm going through at that time. And it's just a piece in knowing that God is, 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 is blessing me for doing what I do to other people. Because at one time, I had a... Uh, a hundred-year-old lady. She was one month from 101. She had one daughter, and she was dying of cancer. It just found out it just went so fast. Mm-hmm. But the girl, was, her daughter was just so emotional. So what do I do? <laughs> I move me and Claude in the house with them. Mm. <laughs> yes, I did, to take care of this lady. And she because people are so... <clears throat> Caring for you, they, this old lady, she going through church with us, she would take, she was the neighborhood mother. Mm-hmm. And she went to church. She always gave. She always did. And all through my life, I have watched elderly people or people take care of other people like that. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to help somebody, you know. And when God says it's time, 
I want to know that I've done his will. So when you when you started walking through that process, you you had a piece. You mentioned you had a piece. Yes. And of course, everybody else is like, Juanita, you already have too much on your plate now. Why do you want to take on other responsibilities? <clears throat> but in the human, in in the natural realm, it should have been heavier because yes. you're already dealing with all this weight. But in the natural, now I'm going to put more stuff on it. Theoretically, it should have been heavier. Right. But was it? No. And and I'm going to take this back to when my, my father had cancer and he was sick. My mother was on dialysis, had been on it for 18 years. My dad died in April. My mother died in December. And it's just like, and I was uh, going to school and working a full-time job. Um, going to school twice a day in the morning, times and at night. And all of that just worked for me. Mm-hmm. And after my mom and dad passed, you know, it's just the schooling. I was going to nursing school. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it didn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was lost, you know, mm-hmm. when I didn't have all that. But when I was going through all that with them and school and work and all that, it's just everything seemed like it was just moving slow. It's just I guess I'm just the person that what everybody else see is a heavy load. I find it as peaceful. <laughs> Wow, but that's so, you know, so many people struggle today, and I'm careful how I want to say this, because they look at where they are, and they're like, I can't do anything else. I can't do anything. You know, boy, how many times have I heard this? Um, Pastor, I just can't do my job anymore at the church because of a circumstance that happened. And it's like, normally ministry is the first thing that goes. Um, but what you're telling me is that most people, when times get heavy and difficult and, and even depression sets in because of circumstances, they separate themselves from anything they may do to help other people. But for you, that's where the greatest joy began to come right? because you knew every day you were fighting difficult circumstances in this normal context of your life but then god started giving you victories over here right and so what you're telling us today i think and you can clarify is that these victories started breathing life into you by seeing the satisfaction of making a difference in somebody else's life right that energized you to turn around and go back and be a better caregiver to your own context and your own struggles in your life. Would that be a correct statement that's or a, you need That's it? correct. All that's right. correct because well, I, I was trying know, to pick up what you were putting down, but it's awful big and heavy. Oh, but all you need to know, it's all God, not me. It's all God. And I know in the midst of all troubles and all anything I go mm-hmm. through, I'm praying and asking God to give me strength to go mm-hmm. through it. And I know that he will, you know, and when somebody looking at my life or what I'm doing, they need to see God in me, mm-hmm. you know, and God leads us. Only God can keep up your schedule. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up with him. That's how I got to run this race. <laughs> so let's what say, uh, wait, may the works I've done speak for me. That's amen. <laughs> yes. And amen. So, so I, you know, we're, we're launching this thing, uh, at family of grace. Uh, we love sin law. Matter of fact, if you're not familiar with that, you may want to go back and pick up some of our sermons on our YouTube channel, and uh, you can see what that means to love sin law. But, boy, Nita, you're already doing it. Uh, you're the embodiment of love and sin law. 
just uh, uh doing you think good. I'm not in it. <laughs> doing doing good for no reason. Um you know, blessing somebody that when no strings attached. None. None. Um and a lot of people that know me, they say you're just like your mom. And that's just <laughs> the way my mom was. I mean, she would do anything. She'd take kids that that did not have. She would give to them. She would buy them clothes, give them food. She'd do anything for anybody. Didn't meet a, a person that she did not like or care for. I used to tell her all the time, well, Mama, how can you do that? She said, it's God. And now I see I walk in them same shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. So, Nita, if you're out there. If you want to give an encouraging word to somebody that's listening to this that's dealing with some difficult situations, and, and they have a lot of reasons in the natural that they shouldn't be mattering to other people. What would be a word of encouragement that you would just want to share with them today? Um, one small step that they may could take to make a difference. The first thing you need to um, acknowledge you that you have issues in your life. You know, first you have to do that. Then the next thing you have to do is you have to go to God with it. You have to ask him to give you strength to move on in your life to be able to go on and to serve him and be at peace with the answer that he gives you be obedient to his word you know and know that nothing is too hard for god and he can lead you and guide you into the right direction but you have to be obedient to his word i mean that's a good word and it's so important you know today uh, as we are doing this podcast, matter of fact, it marks the 18th anniversary of 9-11. And I was just pondering that. And 18 years ago, I had just become a new dad of the twins. And, <laughs> and they had just made five months old. And um, I, I came home and I felt so powerless, you know, like like I just couldn't do anything. And, you know, I just began to pray from that day forward that those little babies that God had given me, that he would raise them up to be the difference and that their life would matter and that they would be relevant. And Anita, you are so relevant. Uh, you are, you are, you are, you matter to so many people. And yes, it's because God, yes. it's only God. Yes. Because it's not natural for a person to give of their very best to other people. We are taught from very early childhood that we that to be successful, we need to get as much as we can. We need to acquire as much as we can from other people mm-hmm. and that we, we need to be number one. Uh, but man, the gospel is the inverted inversion of the natural and you are an embodiment of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are the hands and feet. I think about that scripture, you know, that the person said, well, when did I give you a cup of cold water? When did I give you a meal? And Jesus said, whatever you've done under the least of these, you've done it unto me. And Nita, you are, you are a a beacon of hope for me. It is such a great joy to be your pastor. Thank you. I am so grateful for being here. (laughs) And uh, man, I'm just excited about what the queen bees are doing. And, uh, Tell us how you can be part of that. Somebody wants to know more about the Queen Bees. Tell well, us, us kind of what y'all do and how they can plug into that. Well, what the they can Queen do to Bees help. are always looking for something to help someone. Uh, and at this time, I'm trying to partner with um, a boys uh, institution in Bunkett, Louisiana. Just talking to one of my friends and say it's a, a 
a place down in Bunky where they have boys uh, ages 12 to 18. Nobody comes in to bring them the word of God. Nobody brings them visitation or whatever. And I just sent an email out to the uh, principal down at the school to get us to come down there once a month to bring toiletries and different things and have um, fellowship with them and take them the word of God. You know, we're always looking for somewhere. Uh, and to be a part of the Queen Bees for Christ Community Outreach, all you have to do is give me a call, uh, 318-613-1119, and we'll get together, do a little orientation with you, you know, and tell you everything about the Queen Bees. And um, we're Do good. you have a Facebook page, Queen yes, Bees? Yes, we, do have, have a a, we do have a Facebook page. Um, it's uh, Queen Bees for Christ Community Outreach. We do have that. We also have an email, queenbeesforchrist at gmail.com. All right. Queenbees yes. at Christ for, for, for queenbees for Christ at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, and then uh, tell me that number again, 313 1119. 1119. And, and that was uh, my mom's uh, cell phone number. I still got it. All right. <laughs> There you go. Part of her. And make her heart happy. Yeah, you know, she's, yeah. she's on the main line for yes, the Queen Bee. That's so, right. <laughs> uh, well, guys, listen, uh, I hope that Miss Nita's story was an inspiration for you. Uh, man, she she is such an inspiration. When you talk about being relevant, Miss Nita is the definition of relevancy. And, you know, I want to just encourage you today to do one act for somebody else that you're not required to do. Right. And that's the first step in mattering to somebody other than yourself right. and your immediate family. You know, I don't know what it may be, but just find something to do for somebody and you will begin to love the place that we call home right. and you'll begin to really and truly make a difference. So, And my mom used to say this one thing. She said, if you hold your fist tight, nothing can come in and nothing can go out. Mm-hmm. She said, open it up. Say that. That's what she always That's good felt. stuff there, isn't it? <laughs> Yes. That's good stuff. And, uh, man, hold hold your hand open. Don't that's don't right. shut your fist. That's Amen. right. And that, that's a good word. And so, guys, I know that life is tough. I know that it's always, what do they call it, the rat race? Yes. You know, I mean, we're in this race of life. But Jesus called it the race of faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter uh, 12 and verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight that so easily ensnares us and let us run the race of faith. He calls it the race of faith. Uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, sat down at the right hand of God. You are in a thing called life and it's the race of faith and you can be the difference. Quit looking for somebody else to be the difference. You are the difference right where you are. I mean, just tomorrow morning, bring some donuts, bring a biscuits, bring a bowl of candy, bring something to your workplace, bring something to somebody with no string attached. No, like I'm giving you this. I want you to come to church with me or, you know, no bait and switch, man. Just do good for no reason. And you will be amazed at what God can do. Ms. Nita, thanks for being here today. As you're out there conquering this thing called life, remember to stay humble and hustle very hard because right. God has a plan right. for you. We'll All see right. you next time. All right, thank you.
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and it blessed you. If you would like to keep up with Pastor Brad, you can follow him at facebook.com at Pastor Brad Webb FOG. We'll see you later.